Hello, New Vision Podcast. This is Angelisa Chandler, Biblical Counselor and the Care Ministry Associate here at New Vision Baptist Church. I will be with you today reading Psalm 27. We'll start by just reading the whole psalm, and then we'll break it down a little bit to just get some takeaways from what uh, this psalm is trying to teach us today. So read with me in Psalm 27. I will be reading from the NIV. The Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is the stronghold of my life. Whom shall I be afraid? When evil men advance against me to devour my flesh, when my enemies and my foes attack me, they will stumble and fall. Though an army besiege me, my heart will not fear. Though war break out against me, even then I will be confident. One thing I ask of the Lord, this is what I seek, that I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life, to gaze upon the beauty of the Lord and to seek him in his temple. For the day of trouble, he will keep me safe in his dwelling. He will hide me in the shelter of his tabernacle and set me high upon a rock. Then my head will be exalted above the enemies who surround me. At his tabernacle will I sacrifice with shouts of joy. I will sing and make music to the Lord. Hear my voice when I call, O Lord. Be merciful to me and answer me. My heart says of you, seek his face. Your face, Lord, I will seek. Do not hide your face from me. Do not turn your servant away in anger. You have been my helper. Do not reject me or forsake me, O God, my Savior. Though my father and mother forsake me, the Lord will receive me. Teach me your way, O Lord. Lead me in a straight path because of my oppressors. Do not turn me over to the desire of my foes, for false witnesses rise up against me, breathing out violence. I am still confident of this. I will see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. Wait for the Lord, be strong and take heart, and wait for the Lord. What a beautiful psalm. I know a lot of those verses probably stuck out to you because you've seen them maybe on somebody's wall, a picture frame on the wall, because these are great, great scriptures and and great promises that the Lord teaches us um, through David. So this is a psalm of David, and David wrote this psalm, um, and I love it because David writes many psalms in this progressive form, and, and Psalm 27 is just like that. When you first start reading this, you feel like David has it all together. You just start reading this in the very beginning. He comes in strong with just this confidence in the Lord. He shares how confident he is um, that the Lord is his light and his salvation. And he tells us, why should I fear, right? He, He understands that there's nothing to fear because he has confidence in the Lord. Matter of fact, even in his seasons of trouble and hardship, he understands that even though he feels like a darkness is kind of overshadowing him, that God's light will be, will overtake that darkness and will help him. Um, So he doesn't have to fear. But yet as he's thinking about the goodness of the Lord, he's really, uh, you know, contemplating how awesome God is. He starts to really want and seek and desire God's presence. He realizes that when he's by himself, He does fear. He realizes when he's by himself, he does kind of doubt. So he just has this real, real strong desire to be in God's presence. So starting in verse four, he just says, hey, there's one thing I ask of you, Lord. I just want to remain in your presence. He starts remembering the greatness of God and how close he wants to be to him. Matter of fact, he kind of wishes that he just lives in the tabernacle every day so he can just be surrounded with God's peace and God's love and joy. He says that when he feels like he's in God's presence, it's his safety that he feels safe there and God hides him in his tabernacle. He definitely wants to be in God's presence and that's where we want to be. 
But then as it progresses again, now he goes into this point of prayer where he just asks God um, to listen to him. Starting in verse 7, he says, Hear my voice when I call, O Lord. So he's reaching out and crying out to God. Remember in the beginning, he came in strong with confidence. But as we see here in this transition of prayer, he again, he kind of has these feelings of doubt. He asks God not to hide his face and not to turn away from him in anger. But he knows what to do. He goes to God in prayer, right? He doesn't call his best friend. He doesn't start plotting against his enemies. He just goes to God. David remembers how God has been his helper in the past. So he tells him, he said, hey, you are my helper. And he's asking him again for help. He also understands that even the closest relationships that he has in this human world, like his parents, will fail him. He understands that these human relationships are not perfect, but God is. And so his relationship with the Lord will never fail. Matter of fact, he uses these words. He says, though my father and my mother forsake me, the Lord will receive me. This is an interesting verse. I'm going to pause right here because I love this so much because we do know that our earthly relationships will not be perfect and they will fail us at times. But here's the cool thing. God will receive us. He uses this word receive. He doesn't say, hey, God's going to fix everything. He's just going to swoop in and fix everything. No, it says he will receive me. This word means God is standing there with his arms open wide waiting for you to walk towards him. And as soon as we walk towards him, he is ready and available to receive us. So guys, we can't just expect that God is going to swoop in and fix everything. He wants us to step towards him in his presence and in relationship. But then lastly, as we uh, keep reading on in verse 11, um, we see that David really asked the right questions. I feel like sometimes when we find, our, find ourselves just in this deep sorrow or in a, in a place of tribulation or trial, we really ask the wrong thing. Sometimes we just want God to fix everything. Hey, God, just fix my problems. Just make them go away. Just give me the job. Just give me the, the spouse. Just do these things, please. And we treat God like a genie. But if we look at what David does, this is what David asks. He says, teach me your ways, God, and lead me in a straight path. And he really is asking God to let him see his situation rightly. He wants to see his situation the way God sees it. He is not asking God to do his plans. He's asking God to lead him into his plans, into God's plans, not his own. Matter of fact, at the end, he really comes back around, back to that confidence saying, hey, even though I'm going through a struggle right now, I can still be confident. I can be confident because God is good. Verse 13 says, I am still confident of this. I will see the goodness of the Lord. Matter of fact, he ends with an encouragement to us. He tells us to wait on the Lord. He tells us that twice. He says, wait on the Lord, be strong and take heart and wait on the Lord. What does he know? He knows that God is still at work and that he is always working and sovereign over all things. So if you find yourself today in just a really hard time, maybe grief, depression, loneliness, pain, a medical diagnosis and suffering, or just plain uncertainty of the future, then remember, God is good. A way that we can really tap into this is to really seek his presence in prayer, being in the word, in worship, meeting with God's people, 
all of this will bring you joy, peace, and that safety that you're seeking. Remember, David really understood what it meant to be in the presence of the Lord. But in those days, we are living in a different time. In those days, the tabernacle was the presence of God. We think about the benefits we have living on this side of the cross, on this side of the gospel, that we now have full access. The curtain was torn in that temple, and now we are free to talk to the Lord, and we have full access to the creator of the universe 24-7. And if we accept Jesus as our Savior, he allows the Holy Spirit to indwell inside of us. It's a gift that we are given, and it's that gift to be in God's presence all the time. So guys, don't take that for granted. Please remember that we can seek his face each and every day as he lives inside of us. And as we grow closer to the Lord, which is the ultimate relationship and the best relationship we can have, then we will, like David, be confident in all areas of life, including the hard times. Well, guys, I hope this is encouraging for you. I pray that you have a great week. Um, Enjoy your week and have a great day. Bye.